Hello and welcome to Pairing, a podcast about pairing wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Scherzarko, and if you're listening to this episode on its release day, it's my birthday. I love birthdays, and because birthdays have been kind of tough, or at least strange, for so many of us during this pandemic, I thought it would be fun and festive to do a birthday-themed episode. So, I asked a few of our previous guests to send me little blurbs or excerpts about their birthday, and I edited those into the conversation that Winston and I had about birthdays. So, this episode, you will hear from John Paul Sorelli, Michelle Agresti, Emma Cohen, and Sarah Wolf. And hopefully you will enjoy it, and it will get you excited for your next birthday, whether or not it's in quarantine. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, and especially to our producer-level patrons, Emma Cohen, Rena Sarame, Zoo Yorker, Allison Turi, and Caitlin Van Horn, all of whom I would go birthday bar hopping with, and to our advanced producer, Michael Beck, who would probably win the internet scavenger hunt. If you would like to join these festive folks and get access to all sorts of bonus content for as little as $1 a month, head on over to patreon.com slash pairingpodcast. Also, because it's my birthday and things have been a little bit tough for me financially during this pandemic, it's not a great time for artists and people in the service industry. So if you'd like to support me but can't pledge to the Patreon, you can buy me a birthday coffee on my coffee page, Coffee Ko-Fi. I really don't know how to pronounce it, but I have linked that in the show notes, and I'd be super grateful. Every little bit helps. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. Honestly, that is the best birthday gift of all. So without further ado, here is episode 70, Birthday Party. Okay, we are here for a very special episode of Pairing. A very special episode. A very special episode. Because the day that this is coming out, you know, assuming all things go according to plan, will be my birthday. So happy birthday, me. Happy birthday, you. Thank you. Um, And, you know, I was thinking about... I was thinking about, you know, what episode to release and thinking about the fact that it was my birthday. And then I was like, well, what if we just do like a birthday themed episode? And so um, so we've got some past guests who are sending little blurbs in, either audio or written that I'll read. Um, I still don't know everybody who's going to do that yet. So that's still a mystery to me. But uh, what I have received so far is super fun. So you won't just be listening to us ramble on. Which is fun. Um, you'll get to hear some some old voices. Well, I think it's a testament to the fact that you have earned every drop of respect <laughs> that you get in this industry. I don't know about that. Um, mostly I just ask my friends, hey, will you do this thing for me? <laughs> and they're like, okay, fine, it's your birthday. <laughs> one, one or the other. Either it's, it's a testament to the respect I've garnered in the industry or it's just my friends feeling bad for me. Either way, I'll I vote take for it. number one. I'll take it. But, but I would take number two as well. Yeah, hey, you know, take what In you this can economy? get. economy? Yeah, exactly. So, so I sent out a few questions to um, to these lovely folks, and um, and uh, some of them have answered all of them. Some of it have answered some of them. Some of them answered none of them. But um, I thought a, a nice way to to go about would be for me to read these questions to you and we can answer them about our own birthdays because I love birthdays. I'm I'm game. I'm 31 as of the airing of this episode. I'm 30 as of 34 and a thoroughly creepy old man. (laughs) I mean, I don't think I'm that no, creepy, no, you're but... not that creepy. You can, you you sometimes have a, a penchant to say something that you don't mean to be creepy, but it might come out creepy if you didn't know you. That's what yeah. I would say. Anyway, but, I wouldn't trust me. But yes, oh my gosh, you're three and a half years older than I am. Yeah, How... Cradle robber. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so um, my first question, because you know, the whole the whole reason I was thinking about this is because so many people probably at at some point, everyone will have their birthday while in quarantine. Let's be real. and At least in this country. Yeah, at least in this country. Or if not in quote-unquote quarantine, then in the pandemic, you know, so not. Right. You know, what you do for your birthday might not necessarily 
be what you would do if you could, you know, go about your business and do whatever you want. And <laughs> it might be exactly the same, though, as some of our some of our guests uh, have said it would be. Hi, Emma from the future here. Well, I might as well reveal that our first guest who had a pretty excellent quarantine birthday is our guest from the Cats and Halloween episodes and host of the podcast Celluloid Bastards, John Paul Sorelli, who just had his birthday last week. So let's hear from John Paul. Hi, I'm John Paul Sorelli. You may remember me from such pairing episodes as episode 34, Cats and Wine, and episode 49, Hollow Wine. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Emma, of course. And um, as you know, um, and I'm talking specifically to you, Emma, not you, the listener, um, uh, my birthday was a week ago from, from yours, from when this episode is going to be launched. So it's still fresh in my memory. So that's an advantage I have of going into this a brief audio uh, excursion here, if you will. Um, so uh, I'm actually just going to kind of answer the episode, uh, the episodes, answer the questions that you, yes, I am the answer to every episode. Uh, I'm just going to answer the questions <laughs> that you ask, but I'm going to do them out of order. That's kind of my spin on this. That's my version of a spin on this is just answering the exact questions you asked, but in a different order. So, um, Yes, uh, I did have a birthday in quarantine, as I just mentioned, which was a week ago today. And um, I spent it, um, it's important to note before I, I say this, that just to make it more exciting when I get to the uh, really, truly unexciting uh, description of my birthday, but it was made more exciting because two weeks leading up to my birthday, uh, Brett and I, we uh, were on kind of a break from alcohol and devil's lettuce and uh we um we so it, there was a lot of build-up and anticipation not that we were like uh craving or you know we had we we're going through withdrawal or anything like that and i don't mean to get i didn't mean to like suggest that we were but we were our tolerance i'll say took a little bit of a hit um so when we made our triumphant return to the world of of alcohol and and other things on on my birthday, um, we were hit hard pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we really did just drink wine, and Brett made me a delicious like four course meal that we had throughout the day, and we watched a bunch of movies and TV shows. That was the extent of my birthday celebration, and um, I'm not really. Uh, complaining about that because to answer another one of your questions what would I do on my ideal birthday if there were no quarantine that's still exactly what I would have done and uh, I, I usually use my birthday as kind of a kickoff to the Halloween season um, that kind of got derailed this year because again it was a weird I, I had never it been, had been a while since I had been hit that hard by substances I'll say that much. So uh, the horror movies that I had planned to watch did not get watched. And the following day, um, when we woke up in the morning, it took it took a good 20 minutes for either of us to remember the second movie that we watched on my birthday. But in any case, um, we did kind of uh, kick off our Halloween by by watching episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? as well as Goosebumps um, and I won't, you know, do a whole review of either of those, but, you know, there's a lot of very uh, dear episodes, episodes that are dear to my heart, especially of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But any case, that was kind of our, our kickoff to Halloween, and that, and which, again, uh, I, I like to use my birthday as our own little kickoff to Halloween, and then just from my birthday up through October 31st, watch almost exclusively horror movies from that point. Um, but so, yeah, that's what I did. And it was weird. The weirdest thing about my birthday, though, was getting texts and calls and Facebook messages from people who almost every single person, almost every single person who wished me a happy birthday also had to add a little too bad you can't do anything frowny face thing, which, I mean, I don't know if they know me. I don't know if they realize that I never really, uh, like, throw big parties on my birthday or go go all out and for, like, a big extravaganza for it. I, I, I typically like low-key birthdays, 
So I don't know why uh, this was really impacted by it that much or why people felt the need to like rub it in that I was stuck at home on my birthday because it's it really wasn't that big of a of a of a I didn't miss doing that much honestly because I wouldn't really have done anything anyway. Honestly, I got to say I'm with John Paul here. That sounds like a delightful birthday and I'm going to have to talk to Winston about cooking me a four course meal. But let's see what we said. I also just want to point out for our listeners that uh, Emma doesn't just have a birthday. We are now in the first week of Babanaka. Yes, I was wondering if we wanted to talk festival. about it. Well, yeah, it started out as eight days, but now it's a Celebrating <laughs> everything about Emma and Emma's life. Well, it's also for you, too. It's for anybody who has a birthday. I, I recommend you take on this tradition of Babanaka, obviously inspired by Hanukkah. Um, yeah, you don't have which, to give gifts every single night, no, but it's but nice you, to at least do nice dinners. Yeah, and you you kind of get a whole birthday week. Or... Acts of acts of thoughtfulness. Yes, which you know yes. I'm terrible at, but I'm I, I try. Yeah, well, no, it's <laughs> you're very thoughtful. You're very thoughtful, but it is it is a lovely tradition because if you're like me and you love your birthday, because what I was saying before is that I'm 31. I still love my birthday. I know people say you care less and less about your birthday as you get older, and yeah, maybe that's true, but. As of now, I still love my birthday, and I love celebrating it. And I've celebrated it many different ways over the years. So well, There's nothing wrong with celebrating the fact that you're still alive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And It is that's... not easy in this time and place. Okay, so here are some of the questions that I asked. Um, the first question is, what would you do on your ideal birthday if there were no quarantine? Winston, go. You know, I think for my ideal birthday, mm-hmm. I would get to hang out all day at the the board game part of Dragon Con. <laughs> That's really perfect for you. That, that or just uh, like a huge bonfire. I know, was thinking, in, I was actually... In rural area. I was actually thinking because Dragon Con, I'm not sure if it ever landed exactly on my birthday, but it's always my birthday weekend because my birthday is August 28th, right. which is, you know, Labor Day weekend, usually if it falls, or, you know, depending on when it falls during the week. But yeah, so I feel like we've been at Dragon Con around my birthday, if not on my birthday. And last year it was like my birthday trip for us to go there. Right. Um, which was a wonderful trip, by the It way. was. It was. Though before then, we did go see my family on the Cape, and I am very sad to not be able to do that this year. I'm That's... sorry to bring it up. No, I was going to bring it up. Okay. I was going to I was gonna talk about some, some sadness. It's okay to talk about sadness. Yeah. Um, it's your party, and you can cry if you want right. to. That's right. That's right. This is my party. And I will cry if I want to. Uh, so I think... So along those lines, you know, because my birthday, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how I've celebrated my birthday over the years, you know, and because when I was a kid, you know, we'd have, you know, birthday parties. Um, When I was a teenager, I don't remember what I would do, like, specifically, but I think I'd, like, hang out with friends during the day and then go out to dinner with my family at night or something. I was one of those Um, kids who was super unpopular, and Aww. so we we got to a point around the fourth, fifth, sixth grade area where you would just sort of buy tickets for everyone to go to a movie together. Aww. So that way the kids who hated me didn't have to talk to me. But Aww. there's the appearance of a party. So that's how I saw Jurassic World and Dragon Heart. Jurassic and, World. Oh, not Jurassic Didn't World. That just I'm sorry. Come out? <laughs> the um, Lost Lost Kingdom or whatever. Yeah, sure. Or something. The sequel. The yeah. The, the sequel. one. The one yeah. that's all. <sighs> Wait, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Could not. I don't it. know. I you know this is gonna dock some serious nerd points from me, but. I mean, we were watching Jurassic Park last night at, like, 1 in the morning. You well, put you it on. Well, you made me turn it off. I did, because I couldn't fall asleep to it, and it wasn't even to the scary part yet. We hadn't even gotten to the cool part well, where by the, the Tyrannosaurus cool part, Rex does its By the its cool roar. part, you mean if I couldn't fall asleep before that point, then... 
Well, I'm very sorry about that. But oh, no. then, um, <laughs> but then, so so my 18th birthday was very memorable because it was the first day of my freshman orientation at um, at Wesleyan University. Uh, and and the the interesting thing about having your birthday at the end of August is that it. Either you're kind of going back to school, but since I always went to private school, we usually started after Labor Day. So my birthday was always kind of like the last hurrah of the summer, it felt like, which was kind of nice. My birthday is Um, during spring break. Yeah, that's nice, too. Well, it means that no one's around. Oh, well, that, too. Um, (laughs) Well, I never got to bring cupcakes to, to class to celebrate my birthday. I think I did on my half birthday sometimes. That is bummer. Yeah. You know, if I'd been born on August 29th, I couldn't have even done that except every four years. But anyway, so yeah, so that was my birthday and I had the entire freshman class of Wesleyan saying happy birthday to me. It was a very stressful day. It was very, you know, fraught and exciting and scary, but that was a nice moment. That is nice. Yeah. And then my 21st birthday was very memorable. Uh... I, Do you remember it? I don't remember all of it, but uh, but I sure remember the next day uh, and not feeling great. But but it was really fun. Like all of my coworkers and my stepbrother and my best friend, like we all went out and kind of bar hopped around my hometown, and um, and I had a great time. Had just a, a really great time. Uh, learned my lesson about drinking too much, or specifically about mixing alcohols. <laughs> Speaking of my 21st birthday and my best friend, who is, as you may know, Emma Cohen from our Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone episodes, let's hear what Emma has to say about her 21st birthday experience. One of my very favorite birthday memories um, and funniest is actually my 21st birthday. And um, I had been out, my birthday's right on the cusp of the school year, so I didn't have a lot of friends around. And um I, so we went the Friday night before my Saturday birthday to a bowling alley and I turned uh, 21 at midnight and my friends tried to get me to order a drink at the bar and I somehow just didn't want my first drink legally to be at some weird bowling alley bar because I figured it would suck. So I, you know, I was like, no, no, no. And my friend Alexandra dragged me to the side and said, oh, well, is that your problem? It's the bar drink dragged me into the bathroom, whipped a bottle of Jim Beam out of her purse and was like, I came prepared. And we, and we did shots of Jim Beam in the bathroom. So uh, certainly not my favorite birthday beverage post the age of 21, but definitely my most memorable. Wow, Emma, I can't believe I wasn't invited to go bowling with you and drink Jim Beam in the bathroom. I guess I'll get over it somehow. But let's get back to me reminiscing about my birthdays. And that's going to be a theme this this episode, I think. <laughs> I, I took Max and Sean on their respective 21st Aww, birthdays to bars. Aw, cute. Bought them, bought them drinks. Because you were a little older. Yeah, because I am so smart <laughs> that I was held back in kindergarten. I think a lot of kids are. My brother was also <laughs> held back in kindergarten. And, hey, he's got a Ph.D. from Oxford now, so he's, yeah. you know. Definitely smart. Well, at least in my case, it's an interpersonal thing, I think. Yeah, I also, think Also, I it's... put on a wedding dress one time during Uh-oh. dress up day, Uh-oh. and it was Uh-oh. Texas, and they were like, we're going to straighten out this queer. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, that is a big no-no. Big no-no in 1980s <laughs> Texas. I think it might have been 1990 by that point. No, it might have been 89. But yeah. Nah, who knows? Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like focusing on tragedy at yeah, a time yeah. when we should be celebrating. Yeah, I we're apologize. celebrating. Well, so I was thinking, so my answer for what my ideal birthday would be at this point is because my birthday is taken various forms. You know, we've had some smaller gatherings with last year. I think we were just with my family on the Cape. Um, and, and you got a chocolate cake. I did get a chocolate. Well, I'm, we're going to get to cake later. Okay. Cake is one of the questions. Um, But I did get my mom's chocolate cake. So I think at this point, my ideal birthday would be like a mix of like seeing people and not seeing people. Like I think similarly, like playing playing a board game with with our good friends. um, That would be amazing to be able to do that. And um, and and, you know, go out to a nice dinner and um, 
Yeah, but I think at this point I'm pretty I'm pretty low key. I'm, I think I'm over the big the big end of the end of the summer blowout celebration that my birthday was for a while for for me and my friends. So yeah, I think I think a little more low key. So you know we can play board games, just the two of us. True. But um, but I will miss I will miss my friends and my family. Future Emma back again. Okay, so I thought about it a little bit more, and I think this is a better answer. My ideal birthday would take place on Cape Cod, because that's where my family is right now, and I really, really miss them. And it's probably my favorite place on Earth, with my family and friends close by. I think I'd start with a nice breakfast, maybe my mom's pancakes. This is going to be a theme, because my mom makes really good food. And maybe a walk on the beach. Then I think it would transition into a board game afternoon with friends and a nice dinner with friends and family, followed, of course, by my mom's chocolate cake. Then I think in the evening, I just want to relax, drink some good wine, and watch a favorite movie like Lord of the Rings or The Princess Bride. Also, it should go without saying that in this scenario, the cats have traveled the 2,000 miles and are there for the whole thing. They've got mixed feelings about the walk on the beach. Well, you can sort of answer this question. Because your birthday fell right on the edge of quarantine. I will sort of try. Yeah. Well, the question was, if you did have a birthday in quarantine, what did you do to celebrate? That's kind of cheating because, like, quarantine hadn't really fully taken effect yet. Yeah. But it Um, took effect that next week. It did. I believe March 20th was when everything really shut down here. Yeah, but, uh, like, we were able to, like, go yeah. out to we lunch. Went, yeah, we went to went, fancy dinner with yeah. my parents. And we went out to Izanami we went out to for, Izanami for lunch. For That's lunch. Right. And so, yeah, we did it up. We did it up. But so it was just the two of us. It was just the two of us and then with your, with your folks, which is nice. Yeah. Okay, so we heard from John Paul already about his quarantine birthday. But for a slightly different take, we will now hear from Michelle Agresti, guest of our Gas Station Wines episode and actress on Wolf 359, Arden, and Hit the Bricks, who made her quarantine birthday truly epic. Let's hear from Michelle. Hi, Emma. This is Michelle, and I want to tell you and everybody listens to Pairing about my epic quarantine birthday, one of which was made really awesome by my friends and my roommates, and also one where I threw a party for everybody from a distance. It was all on the internet. So my birthday was April 25th, which was kind of at the beginning of this whole lockdown thing. So people did not realize how long it was going to last. And everybody put in a lot of effort to make my birthday special despite quarantine, not knowing it was going to last this long. So what my friends did that day is that my friends and roommates organized people visiting me every half hour, like all day. It was from like 11 a.m. to like 3 p.m. People were coming to my apartment and like standing out front and like chatting with me. People made cakes. People made cupcakes. Um, My roommate had donuts delivered. It was awesome. Like people decorated the living room. It was so, so, so sweet. And then that night, I had spent the week setting up an internet scavenger hunt, which is why I really wanted to chime in for pairing and tell you about this because I think it was a really good idea and everybody had such a good time. So what I did was I had people sign up for the scavenger hunt and I told them what time it was. It was going to be Saturday night and I gave them an hour and a half. At the start of that hour and a half, I emailed everybody 10 questions. So I only had 10 questions and I gave people an hour and a half to do it. So the 10 questions were all pretty open-ended. They were questions like, find something silly from your hometown. They were questions like, find the most depressing pandemic-themed advertisement. They were like, send me your favorite weird Reddit forum, all stuff like that, so that everybody could kind of come up with their own answers and it would kind of lead you through the internet just to find neat things and then tell me about them. Now, before this, people were allowed to make teams. So you could like make a team with a couple of friends and then have like a couple of you guys all work on it at once, but it was designed that one person could finish it. I gave everybody an hour and a half. In hindsight, I wish I had given people a little bit longer. Uh, mostly for myself, because what I did with the help of my friend who I called my intern, 
what I did is that while people were sending me their answers to these 10 questions, my friend and I were fielding all of the emails going through all of the answers and picking winners. Like we were picking like best answer to every question and we were going to have this like big showcase at the Zoom. We were also giving out like special prizes. Like we were giving out like suck up award, like the person who (laughs) picked as many things to specifically please me. Um, We also gave like darkest answers award to the people who like answered in the most depressing way possible. Um, We gave one award out called the Obsession Award because I had a friend who, instead of answering all 10 questions, got sucked into a TikTok hole and ended up spending an hour and a half on K-pop TikTok and sent me nine TikToks by the same K-pop star at the end of the hour and a half. However, this ended up being crazy because I had 44 people participate and my friend and I were dying going through all of the answers and trying to have them ready for the Zoom. Uh, So we had this giant Zoom. There was like 50 something people on the Zoom because people didn't come to the Zoom who like more people came to the Zoom than who participated in the scavenger hunt. And at this point in quarantine, the end of April, we had all kind of learned that large group Zooms were not really going well. So what I wanted to do was once everybody was on the Zoom, I was just going to go through the PowerPoint so that everybody could like see each other's answers and it'd be a really fun showcase. However, the PowerPoint with the answers in the showcase ended up taking us a little bit longer than anticipated, even though I probably should have anticipated this. And my friend and I ended up being on the Zoom with our completed PowerPoint of prizes and answer showcase a half hour late, leaving around 32 250 of my friends and family on a Zoom just with each other, uh, which (laughs) ended up being kind of awkward. I wish I had uh, somebody MC that, but we didn't think of that at the time. And then once my friends and I were on, we gave our whole PowerPoint with a showcase of everybody's answers. And it was really fun just to see what people had come up with. And it was like this really fun, like three hour long activity for all of my friends and family to do. And then we all got to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Now, the next day, I really wanted to honor everybody's answers to this scavenger hunt. So I put together this ginormous Google Doc where I gave out all the prizes and why. And then I also listed our winners for each of the 10 questions, as well as everyone else's answers. So I spent about nine hours putting that Google Doc together uh, by clicking on every single link that everybody sent me and putting them all in this Google Doc. And then I sent it out to the whole party so all of us could enjoy what everyone had found on the internet. So all of this is to say, I did an internet scavenger hunt for my birthday. It was really fun. The steps that I took were telling everybody I was doing a scavenger hunt, I explained the rules of the scavenger hunt, which is that you could work with as many people as possible, but you had an hour and a half to do it in and to send an email. One person was to send an email to me with all 10 answers all at once. Do not send me separate ones. And then after that, a friend and I went through everybody's answers and gave out prizes accordingly, as well as gave a document to the whole party of everything everybody had, quote unquote, found. Anyway, it was awesome. Highly recommend because it looks like we're going to be in quarantine for at least a couple more months. And happy birthday, Emma. That sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Michelle. And if you all decide to do an internet scavenger hunt, let us know how it goes. Okay, here's a good question. What was your most awesome birthday that you can remember? Oh, that's tough. I guess I want to say one of the more awesome ones was going to South by Southwest for my birthday. Oh, that sounds awesome. That was pretty cool. For sure, yeah. You know, just a bunch of college kids road tripping out. And then we have, you know, my family has that ranch and Stonewalls. So we stay there. Right. And it's a 90-minute drive into Austin. But But, back when I was 22, that was a reasonable thing to do. Right, right. (laughs) Just drive 90 minutes both directions to see some... Free bands, because I got to stand outside and hear Lucero play. I love Lucero. Nice. Um, And just, I don't know, there was a really cool band that had, they were. They were almost like an American K-pop band. They were all dressed Amazing. as like cartoon characters, and they 
had submitted a song to be the the like credit theme of Speed Racer, <laughs> but it was rejected, so they played it at South by Southwest instead. Oh, so that's that was cute. really cool. That's cute. Um, but honestly, I I don't know. I think I think my best birthdays are. Just getting to spend time with you. Well, that's very sweet. I'm not going to hold it against you too much that you didn't say the surprise birthday that I threw for you four or five years ago. That was incredible, but that well, is filed under the column of just getting to be with you. That's true, except there were a lot of other people there, and I tried to plan it, but then our sort of mutual friend kind of took over planning it, and it became something else. Yeah, he, uh, but that, he that is mansplained a, the party into it. Yeah, poker, he did. He did. Party. He did. Um, but that was uh, that 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 was fun. But yeah, the South by Southwest one sounds really good. It was delightful. Think, I've had two two surprise parties in my lifetime, yeah. and both were just incredible. Yeah, so flattering. Well, I um, I have had no surprise parties, and that's fine. Um, but I'm trying to think. I thought of... I planned one for you. Did I not? No, you didn't. Yeah. Are you planning one for this week? <laughs> You've done some really good surprises. They just haven't been for my birthday. I'm sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. But I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, I mean, my 21st birthday was really fun, and it was just, like, a really great way to spend time with friends. I can't remember, like, a specific other birthday that was, like, outstanding. Well, I couldn't answer my own question here, but luckily John Paul has a really awesome memorable birthday. Let's go back to him. Now, what was the most awesome birthday that I can remember? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question because as from the point I turned 21 onwards, I count an awesome birthday as one that I can't remember, uh, which, again, kind of applies to this past birthday for a good chunk of the day. I, it was kind of uh, the, the memories weave in and out. But um, I think my most awesome birthday memory was uh, last year. Um, and again, this wasn't on my birthday. This was like the day after my birthday. Brett and I went down to New Jersey to, uh, to the Jersey Shore is where we stayed, although I'm not a beach person, so I didn't go to the beach. But um, we got to go to Asbury Park and do a, a, an event that was um, uh, hosted by Danny Tamborelli and Mike Morona of The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which is um, one of my favorite shows as a kid and still to this day. In fact, I think I like it even more now than I did when I was a kid because there's a lot of uh, humor that was kind of over my head when I was a kid. Um, so that's what I did on my birthday last year. And, and then before the, the show, we, we went to this German uh, beer hall at Asbury Park and got pretzels and a lot of beer. And that was... So I would say that that you know, last year was probably my favorite birthday memory. That does sound totally awesome. And John Paul talking about not liking the beach reminds me of another great birthday I had a few years ago when Winston and I still lived in Colorado and we had just moved into this brand new apartment complex that had a pool. And because we were some of the first people living there, we pretty much had the pool to ourselves, which is sort of my ideal situation because I love going to the pool and the beach, but I don't like being around people. So uh, that was a pretty perfect moment. We then went out that evening to a special wine dinner at Frasca, one of the fanciest and best restaurants in Boulder, because they were having a Sangiovese dinner. So we had five different types of Sangiovese, and that was the meal that inspired our Kill Bill and Sangiovese episode, and in part inspired this podcast. Anyway, let's check back in to hear what else Winston has to say. I got my first tattoo when I was 18. Oh, nice. And it was like nine days after my birthday party. That's uh -huh. when I went in and got this. Uh -huh. And I totally, I, I way overthought it and brought a wine cork, like an <laughs> old discarded wine cork to squeeze. Oh, wow. For the pain. And the wine cork worked fine. Appropriate for pairing. Yeah. <laughs> but I was tensing every muscle in yeah, my body. Yeah. And then I looked over oh, no. when he was wiping out? the blood. Oh, I passed out. 
passed out so oh, hard. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And they had to, like, slap me awake. And hey, I've been there. One of the apprentices went and got me an orange juice. Four-star tattoo is an amazing business in Santa Fe, if you're wondering. Yeah, but... I mean, if I ever got a tattoo, I would probably pass out, just because I'm not a fan of needles. They See, I would definitely I would definitely not watch. I would definitely not yeah, watch. Yeah, so that's what but... I learned, that first tattoo, was that you don't watch. And then my second tattoo, I tried to like convince myself mm-hmm. that this was some kind of non-painful thing that doesn't work. I didn't yeah. pass out, but I, you know, didn't have a great time. Yeah. And then for the the ones on my triceps, I was like I did the um and I feel bad saying this, but I did the fight club approach where I was like this is your pain. Mm. This is an intimate moment. Mm. Just like experience it. Don't try to make anything else of it. It's just this is your pain and this is going to result in this tattoo that you want. And Fight Club is really not a something. It's, not a... it's a satire. It's not yeah. meant as a philosophy you should adopt. But it worked okay for those tattoos. And then this one, the, the Rebel Alliance pink one on my chest. I think I was just meaty enough at that point you, that it, it didn't hurt very much. Well, you'd also eaten, like, a lot of steak. I remember. That is true, yeah. Yeah, you, like, beefed up, literally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to birthdays. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, last year was a really great birthday. I got clam chowder. I got lobster. And I chocolate got, cake. And chocolate cake. Okay, which leads me to my next question. You're not probably going to want to answer this, um, but it is, what is your favorite flavor of birthday cake? I would have to go with carrot cake. Yes. Okay. So Winston is not generally a cake person, but you do like carrot cake and, and I think carrot a good, cake a good is cream delicious. cheese frosting. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, cheesecake, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Cheesecake. Who could go wrong with cheesecake? Um, I have two answers to this. One is... The aforementioned um, my mom's chocolate cake, which is just unequivocally the best chocolate cake in the world. There's there's no argument to be yeah, made. No, I'm science sorry. Science has told yeah, us. Yeah, science has told us. And my mom, bless her heart, um, hasn't been eating many desserts these past few years, and so I didn't get a birthday cake for a while because I guess she wasn't. Birthday cakes weren't on her mind. Um, but last year I was like, Mom, you're making me a birthday cake, so she did, and it was. Delicious. Was it gluten-free uh, or no? No. I don't think she does much gluten-free baking, but I'm sure that Emma could make it a gluten-free cake. Oh, ho, ho. With their powers combined. But growing up, funnily enough, we always got my birthday cake from a local Italian like pastry bakery in town called La Fiorentina. And, um, and I would get this... I think it was just like a vanilla cake with whipped cream frosting and berries in it. I specifically remember like fresh strawberries in the cake. And that was my birthday cake. And I also remember specifically like flowers, you know, drawn in pretty, uh, you know, what do you, what would you, what do you call it? Icing on, on the, on the top. And like, I remember happy birthday, Emma always being written in blue, um, very specific, very specific. And I was also thinking about this. I was like, why did we get that for my birthday? I love chocolate. I love chocolate cake. But I realized my brother's birthday is a month after my birthday. And so I think I knew that I would be getting my mom's chocolate cake on his birthday. <laughs> so that became my birthday cake. See, even then you were like I was such a really, practical you know, you know, I, decision maker. <laughs> I always frugal. think everything, I think everything through. Okay, back to John Paul again for his thoughts on birthday cake. What is... Oh, hold on, did I get to all of these questions? Oh, you, you wanted to know what's my favorite flavor of birthday cake. Um, I'm about to make myself a villain here by saying that I'm not really a, a cake kind of person. For this birthday, Brett made me a pumpkin bread that had a cream cheese frosting on it, which I guess is kind of a cake. But, um, but I mean, it's... That was really done specifically to to go in with our like Halloween theme, which again kind of got abandoned throughout the day. But yeah, I'm not really I'm not even really a sweets person. I'll eat it, but I don't gravitate towards it that much. But just because of the uh, Halloween association that I've given to my birthday, uh, I will go for something pumpkin. Uh, like last year, Brett made me pumpkin. 
cookies instead, and now I had pumpkin bread. Um, but yeah, cake in general, I'm, I could I could live without it. I'll say that. Well, John, Paul, and Winston have that in common, but I personally think pumpkin bread with cream cheese frosting counts as cake and sounds delicious. Okay. Almost done here. Okay, any birthday traditions? Well, we talked about Babanica, which is a new birthday tradition. I think we started it two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great tradition. Highly recommend that you employ it. You don't have to be Jewish to celebrate Babanica. It's true. That's not a requirement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just wanted to clarify that. Um, And I'm just trying to think of any other... Babanica celebrates the miracle of... Finding somebody that you really deeply love Aww. and getting to express that. Aww. That's what Bonica is. That's so nice. Yeah. Mm. Well. Also somebody who puts up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you can also ha- celebrate it even if you're not in a relationship. Yeah, but, absolutely. You, um, can. you can treat yourself treat to yourself. Bonica. Treat yourself. I'm trying to think of any other like traditions that I had growing up. I mean, there was always... Again, I remember, you know, going out to dinner with my family. I was always able to bring one friend with me. Um, It was often because Emma didn't live near me and she'd usually be back at school by then. Um, And so it was usually my friend Molly from high school, who's just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, And... And we would normally go out to Spoleto, which was the like That's the fancy Italian, place, Italian right? restaurant in Northampton. The, the white yeah. tablecloth Italian. Place. Yeah, exactly, nice. exactly. And I would usually get ravioli alla vodka mm. um, until I got I, I overdid it with the ravioli alla vodka. And um, easy to do. Yeah. Okay. Mine were a little haphazard, I think. Yeah. But I. I think most of my birthday traditions involved either pizza, because I wasn't pizza the biggest great. cake person, so cake, big, a bunch of pizzas. Pizza's just a savory and, cake. And <laughs> pools, I think. Not yeah. just my birthdays, but a lot of people's birthdays would center around pool having party. a pool. I definitely had at least yeah. one pool birthday party. Yeah, and especially like in Houston, Texas, which is a swamp. Oh, geez, it's like yeah. you want to, if you're going to be outside, you might yeah, as well be in as, pool. Yeah, definitely. I know there's there's some there's some classist issues involved in oh, that. Oh, absolutely, um, yes. But I think that was many of the people who I went to Kincaid with mm-hmm. were, were pool party enthusiasts, and it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Although, in Texas, you do have to watch out for the hornet's nests Ugh. that like to form under the diving board no. of people's pools. Oh, I've definitely... That happens in New England, too. Not unique. Not totally mm-hmm. unique to... I remember a few hornet's nests on I the was pool. incredibly lucky one time. I think it was um, at my... My uncle AB's place, but his kid was having a pool party, I think, and I did a cannonball off the diving board, which had a full-on wasps' nests Ugh. under it, and I was fortunately <gasps> underwater and then swam oh, to like the oh shallow into But then the birthday kid oh, got up there, no. and he was done for. No, it was awful. Oh, that's <laughs> it was terrible. Had to take him to the hospital, that's the poor terrible. guy. I feel like this is like a really downer birthday <laughs> episode. <laughs> We're just trying to lift spirits. No, hey, well, look, it's the sublime and the grotesque. You yeah, have to have exactly. A spoonful of each. <laughs> exactly. Well, to lighten the mood a little bit, let's hear about some other folks' birthday traditions, starting with Sarah Wolf, guest of our Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows episode. Sarah says, I, like you, Emma, have always looked forward to and enjoyed my birthdays tremendously. My goal is usually to do what I can to stretch it out as many days as possible. We're going to have to tell Sarah about Babanica. My friends, family, and now husband have been incredibly understanding through the years, for which I am very grateful. Three years ago, Chip and I hosted what we called a show-and-tell on my birthday weekend, essentially a talent show with our friends at a little community hall in Vermont. We had everything from singing to comedy to knot tying to fire starting, with two of my dear friends as hilarious MCs. Probably one of my best birthdays yet, and it kicked off an annual tradition, now untethered from birthday celebrations. 
That sounds absolutely delightful. Um, And let's return to John Paul for what is yet another fantastic birthday tradition. Now to get to another, oh no, I lost the questions. Oh, here they are. Um, So to get to another, to tie this into another one of your questions, any birthday traditions? Yes. So on my birthday, that's pretty much what I do. I like to, I do like to stay home on my birthday for the most part. Uh, But the weekend of my birthday whether it's before the weekend, before the weekend, after the past few years, it's become kind of a tradition to do to go out with a few friends for karaoke, which I didn't get to do this year, and that's that's the bummer aspect of this. Um, and by karaoke, I don't mean going to a bar where or a restaurant where uh, it's like open to everybody. I I I only will do the ones where you have your own private booth. And it's not because I'm embarrassed of singing in front of strangers. It's really just that um, I'm narcissistic and I want as many opportunities to sing as possible. So uh, that's that's the 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 thing that I didn't get to do this year that I'm kind of bummed about. But, you know, it is what it is. And last but not least, a birthday tradition from Emma Cohen. I'd have to say that my favorite birthday tradition is um, getting to be three months older than you because then every summer for five whole weeks, I got to pretend to actually be a year older and wiser. Yep, I can attest that that was one of Emma's favorite traditions, along with cheating at Candyland. All right, let's get back to past Emma and Winston one last time. Speaking of lifting spirits, um, my last question is... What is your birthday beverage of choice? Or it can be a few. I mean, I guess I'm a, a basic bitch and I just have to go with champagne and IPA. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say Lagavulin. But... Oh, that! I didn't even <laughs> think about that. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little Lagavulin. Yeah, yeah. birthday Lagavulin yeah. tastes even better than regular Lagavulin. That's totally. true. No, you're right. Yes. I feel like, I mean... Basically, a birthday beverage of choice would basically be, you know, your favorite. For in my case, wine, um, and but also yeah. So what would yours be? Well, I was thinking about it. I mean, it, I, I I reserve the right to change my mind at any given point. But um, I was thinking recently. I've been really into and craving sparkling wine, but specifically sparkling rosé right now and I think that's a really good birthday beverage. Yeah, um, bubbles always good for the birthday. Always good for birthdays. But specifically I if I if I'm not gonna go for a champagne, which hey, if somebody wants to buy me a bottle of champagne, I mm. will drink it. Or Prosecco. But, well Prosecco's good, but but what I was gonna say is there's specifically a few Cremant d'Alsace rosés, which are French rosés made in the Champagne style, but they're not quite from Champagne. And they're really good, but they're much less expensive. Um, and there's one from a producer named Lucien Albrecht. And um, that one is my favorite sparkling rosé. Uh, and, and I think I saw it somewhere recently, and then it was gone. It was a mirage. And, uh, but if I can find it. The desert it, will play tricks on I know, I know. I've been, it's been smoky and, and dry and hot as hell. And I've just been hallucinating Cremant sauce. But yeah, so if I can find that, that I, I think that will be my birthday beverage of choice. Also, I've been into Sancerre. Uh, that's a good, that's a good, good, things good, to know. yeah, <laughs> but Bonica's only a few days away. <laughs> I, as far also, as I know, Barbonica's already started. Yeah, well, we were, we were talking about this. We were like, so when does Babonica start? Does it start the week before your birthday or does it start the night before your birthday or on your birthday? And the general think, consensus is it's up to you. I think 10 you days can, to two weeks is yeah, nice. Yeah, this year we're making it about two weeks because yeah. it's, it's a pandemic. Look, the it's hard out sucks, there. And so, yeah. so let's celebrate when we can and where yeah. we can and with whom we can. Yeah. And that's um, that's where I'm going to leave this. Um, we might be hearing from some other some other folks who are Very special guests. Very special guests. They are very special guests. I, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> um, just any excuse to use my radio your, announcer voice. We have been watching Cora and so oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the radio yeah. announcer. The Mid-Atlantic announcer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like this. Yes. Um, well, 
thank you so much, Winston, for for being here and for... Thank for... you so much for being. Oh, my God. So profound. And I'm sure that we are having a great day together as it is my birthday when this episode is coming out. That That was not very elegantly put, but you all know what I mean. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, last thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a nice a nice tradition, uh, like the hobbits, to give pe- other people birthday presents on your birthday. Um, someday, I hope to be rich enough to be able to do that. To, well, to um, throw a big, lavish party and give everybody presents. Birthdays are a wonderful time. Celebrate the people you love and hold them close. Yes. And, and be safe. Be safe. All right, I'm going to let John Paul end this one with his description of what he drank on his birthday and some of his favorite birthday beverages, because I think it's sort of a perfect little pairing ending. Thank you again to all of our guests who contributed to this episode, and to all of you so much for making my birthday so awesome. Cheers. And uh, what what is my birthday beverage of choice? Well, this year we did wine. All wine. Uh, usually I'll do pumpkin beers, again, Halloween-related. But uh, this, we did three bottles of wine. Um, again, I don't necessarily recommend taking, going cold turkey on wine for two weeks and then jumping right back into it by doing three bottles consecutively. Um, but that's what I did. Uh, we did a, I have the bottles right here. I saved it specifically for this. Um, so we did an Austrian rosé, we did a French, uh, muscadet, and this one, the one I want to highlight is this one here, which is a pet knot, uh, I, I, the full title I have trouble pronouncing, even though I took three years of French, I still have, that was, that's in another lifetime to me, so my French pronunciation is not that great, but... Uh, it's Pet Knot uh, from California, ba- made by a, a winery called J Bricks, and it's I would have assumed that it was pronounced J Brie. It's spelled B R I X, but I looked it up online just to be sure, and apparently they they do pronounce it Bricks. Um, and I but I thought the wine this wine was great. It's right. I've been. I only just had a pet knot for the first time like a year ago, and I've been very into them since. But also, this is a, this is a, this speaks to me. On the back label of this wine, the the description is, and I'm going to quote it verbatim here, the goblin knows, it always does, it whispers and moans, and mayhem of the electric variety. That's the description. So, um, that's very much in my wheelhouse of what I like to see on a wine label, and uh, so I, I, I give that wine a hard recommendation if you can get a hold of it anywhere. Uh, and uh, I think that's it. Um, so I'll just say uh, happy birthday once again. And uh, that's it. <laughs> Pairing was created, hosted, and produced by Emma Sherjarko, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. This episode was edited by Emma Sherjarko. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. And feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Also, check out our merch store on our website at thepairingpodcast.com merch. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to Pairing, where you come for the stories and stay for the wine.